Yes. I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing a bit, Tim. I was, oh. do, I was doing the intro in silence. Oh, God damn it! That was a good bit. I didn't realize. Uh, I thought there was some noise like back here, so I thought you were telling me like to wait for the noise or something. Jesus! <laughs> I thought you'll get, you'll get the joke. We we could do this. Admittedly, I was probably gonna have to edit it for the audio version because you know it doesn't really work in audio. You can't see anything. So, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we're screams after midnight. We talk about horror movies. I'm Peter. That's Tim. Uh, and naturally, we're talking about a quiet place, hence the the joke, mm. because this is a movie that is a, is a set in a post apocalyptic world where there's monsters that hunt purely on sound. So everyone, this family, uh, has to stay quiet. Uh, so we'll start spoiler free, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, but the gist of the movie is that it's directed by John Krasinski, who of course played Jim on The Office, <laughs> and this is this is him directing the movie and starring in it with his wife Emily Blunt. Um, yeah, so that's that's that's, that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, so so it's them, their kids, and they they have to be as quiet as possible. So it's it's a movie that has very little in the way of dialogue because they're constantly creeping about and trying not to not to uh, make any noise. Because as we see quite early on in the film, it really sets up the idea that if they make any kind of notable noise, the monsters are coming and they will kill you. So mm-hmm. this is what we were fairly excited about. It had a good trailer. Had a, has a good premise. Got a good strong, gimmicky horror premise. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. It's a good, good high yeah. concept horror premise that should lead to some suspense and stuff. So I'll be curious to see the response to this question, Tim. Yeah. Did you enjoy a quiet place? Uh, I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I. <laughs> maybe have like a few minor complaints but overall uh really solid flick uh you know the performances were great uh you know even like you know without them having to speak and stuff uh it still you know felt like a really good um you know performances from everybody and um you know it i feel like this is uh something that actually like lives up to its premise which you know that i feel like isn't always the case with horror movies a lot mm-hmm. of times we'll hear about like oh this sounds so cool this is a great idea and then it just really you know doesn't live up to it i thought this um you know has a very easy premise and it i, I feel like it delivered on what i was expecting for i it. think the big example for us for that not living up to its premise, uh, I think the recent one I'd say is Lights Out, where that felt like it didn't. Perfect, yeah. It, yeah. it didn't do what, everything it could have done with that premise. Uh, yeah. Whereas this mostly does, yeah. I, I liked it a lot as well. I, I think I have I have one main criticism, I guess, okay. but um, yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I, I think honestly, my my, my only kind of other than my one criticism that I'll get to, which is full on spoilers, by the way, I can't even talk about it till we get to spoilers. Yeah, but yeah, my too. my only sort of general negativity towards it uh, in spoiler free territory would be, I think it's really, really, really good, but I don't think it hits the amazing territory that I was I, I thought it might before I saw it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, like it's. Like I, I would I liked it a lot, but you know, it's you know not something that I'm like, oh, this is easily one of my new favorite horror movies or anything. Like, no, it's really good. I would I'd certainly watch it again. I you know wouldn't really uh, mind that, but yeah, it, it hasn't uh, reached that kind of upper status of you know some other movies. Yeah, uh, but to get to the positives though, it is very well shot. Um, because there's hardly any dialogue, it, it, all the information has to be conveyed uh, mostly visually. Obviously, there's some sign language here or there that's subtitled, but it, it's, it's very much conveyed visually. It's, it's a visual story, and the the simple premise actually leads to a lot of really tense moments. It's, it's kind of the same reason why "Don't Breathe" worked really well, but they had to be quiet. Yeah, it's the same thing here, just on a much bigger scale. Um, and it, it made for a very unique theatre experience because the movie <laughs> has long stretches of being very, very quiet. So you're all just sitting there very, very quietly together with a bunch of strangers and, you know, quiet things are happening. And then because it's quiet for so long that when a loud noise does happen, it is really startling because you know it means danger, but just just the fact that you've been sitting there in silence for 15 minutes and it's like, oh no, some noise is playing or so, something like something's happening. Uh, and you know, I think that works really well. Um, I have one or two criticisms of the ending. Is probably my main 
complaints would go, I think. But yep. mine as well. Uh, which mm. uh, I, again, though, I do want to stress that I, I would say my complaints are, are pretty minor. Like it's uh, it didn't really affect my bigger overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, it's just one of those things that, that you know, I'm kind of like, eh, I think this could have been a little better. But mm. yeah, uh, I, you know. It's, I'd also say, you know how sometimes they'll say movies are roller coaster rides? I actually kind of feel like this one, once it kicks in, right? Once there's a, there's a certain point in this movie where once it gets going, it just never lets up and you're tense for the rest of the film. Yeah, I was, I was pretty surprised by that. It's, uh, do you have the runtime on it by any chance? It's, yeah, it's, pretty, it's 90 minutes. Dead on 90 okay. minutes. Okay, yeah, because uh, I, I thought it like felt like pretty short and, and I feel like it's because of... Yeah, once everything does uh, kick in, it you know ratchets up pretty quickly. Yeah, because I mean, most of the movie there's there's a, there's a couple of time jumps early on because it you know comes up saying day ninety eight you know after the, the apocalypse right. happened, and yeah. and then it skips ahead to whatever day. But once it skips ahead a couple of times very early on, the rest of the movie takes place in essentially one day slash night. Like it's all kind of one big thing, and uh, it's. It is purely a story of survival. There is some plot. There's enough to make it work, but it is very much okay. One core thing is happening, which admittedly wasn't spoiled in the trailers. I didn't know what the, the the focus was going in, in terms of like you know what what are they going through that is causing the, the you know the chaos right now, um, and yeah, once it once it gets going, it, it doesn't let up. It's just it, it's a, this knock on effect from one event to the other. Um, and because I, I think when I saw the trailer, I assumed it was going to be like a road trip movie. I thought they were going to be traveling a lot, try to find like you know people or something, and that's not in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I I know I think I know what you're talking about, and I'm a little bummed that um, I I think uh, you know a little bit before the movie actually came out, I saw mm. like a newer trailer for it uh... Uh, that kind of like um again didn't like you know reveal any major scenes but it did kind of give me that like oh this is like a big thing that's gonna happen and i was yeah. like ah it, it, not like completely ruining the movie or anything but just like ah, it might have been nice maybe to not know that i i, I do think this is one worth seeing blind and not knowing much and just discovering yeah. what the world is and what the because again i think the most impressive thing about it is just the fact that it does so much of what it does completely visually in silence mm-hmm. And it is tense, it is suspenseful, there's a couple of good jump scares even, um, which I thought were yeah. quite effective. And again, because it's so quiet for so long, and there is music of course, but the music very wisely is, is doesn't overdo it. it. It does the emotional stuff, you know, when there's an emotional scene, it'll, you'll, you'll get the emotional strings and whatnot. But when it comes to the scary stuff, it doesn't usually overplay what it's doing. It, it, it tends yeah. to just let it be quiet, and it'll maybe kick in when the bad thing happens, but it's kind of like it puts you in the same situation as the the characters because for them everything's really quiet until it's not. Uh, yeah. So, I I just like uh, I like all like kind of the simple noises in the background because like you mm. still hear you know stuff that you would hear like you know the rustling of you know the grass and like wind and stuff and like oh yeah there's the ambience you get yeah yeah and whenever they're doing anything you hear the, the, you know. Like they're moving something on a table, you still hear the little, the, the, the subtle little noises of it yeah. happening, and it. But you know, the sound design is actually really smart. It's probably, probably the star of the movie in a lot of ways. Is the sound yeah. design, and, and uh, whoever I, I feel like whoever did like all the like foley stuff for this <laughs> should probably get like a, a big shout out because yeah. uh, had a lot more work than usual, or at yeah. least it you know stands out more. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think at the very least it's a lot more simple little subtler things. Uh, which I, I think typically horror movies uh, tend to have the the more subtle noises more than the big movies in it because you know big action movies ah oh, there's, there's things exploding into buildings and there's you know the laser beams and whatnot it's all, all the fancy stuff uh, whereas this is just now really simple things here here's a weird I don't like to say it's a critique this is not an actual complaint against the movie but it's just a thought I had because they're all on their bare feet at all times because it's quieter right yeah. even when they're outside. But all I could, I kept thinking like, well, okay, no, I get why you're not wearing shoes, but you can still wear socks so your feet aren't getting dirty. <laughs> like, true. <laughs> I mean, why are you not wearing socks? Still exist. Socks aren't, you know, they, they didn't go out of date. It's not like the food <laughs> in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess uh, it would be nice if it's if it's cold, but I I could see not wanting to wear socks if it's like a 
a warmer summer day or something. Okay, okay. I don't know. Um, but no, <laughs> but that's the that, thing. That is a good point, During the opening scenes, they've got their big jackets on. They're really bundled True, yeah. up, but they're walking in their bare feet. And I'm like, <laughs> you can still wear socks. Like, yeah. If anything, they're quieter than bare feet. So, uh, what do you think about like? Uh, did it hit some like emotional beats for you? Because uh, like uh, hmm. essentially the I, you know I don't think this is really spoilery, but you know it's it's about a family and yeah you know. yeah it's it's got that kind of like bittersweet sadness to it because it's this family trying to survive and it's like well even if they do succeed and survive and raise their kids, what future do their kids have in this world? Yeah. It's, it's got that kind of sadness to it. Um, yeah, that, that kind of works. I think I think the emotional beats play fairly well. I, I don't want to say that I was like you know oh I was taken and swept away, but it was enough that when they were in danger that I I, I did care. Uh, about yeah. what was going on, so I, I think it, it succeeded uh, in, in that sense. Um, yeah, uh, another thing, actually, going back to the sound design, is that the daughter is uh, deaf, and whenever like it cuts to her point of view, even the ambient noise goes away. Yeah, that was a, a I thought a cool little. It uh, was because trick when it did that, and something would happen behind her or something, it would happen in complete silence. And it was yeah. a, it was another neat way of playing with the audio and playing with the oh you can't see this uh, or you can see this but she can't but she can't even hear it either uh, yeah. because her, her dad throughout the movie keeps trying to like build her a hearing aid that works and it's not it's not happening and I was and it's like yeah that's that's still very important as much as much as no one's talking and therefore she you know it sounds like oh maybe she wouldn't need it yeah but she still has to know if there's danger if she can't hear if there's noise that's attracting these things like she's screwed yeah. so. Yeah, it was. It was uh, that was a fun thing to play with as well. Yeah, I, I thought their relationship was really well, and that uh, you know, young actress did a really great job. And uh, I, uh, I believe she's deaf in uh, in real life as well. They oh, hired. Really? Uh, That's cool. Yeah, I, I think I saw some articles about that talking about how it was important, like uh, you know, to the filmmakers to hire like a, a real deaf per- person. And uh, yeah, yeah, I thought she did great. Yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, I think all that stuff. I think I like how the movie looks. Actually, I think it yeah. as soon as it started, I'm like, okay, right, I'm getting the the right kind of visual mood for this. Like, I'm I'm getting the the, the tone. The because a, a lot of the movie does take place kind of in their kind of like farmhouse area and like the surrounding woods and stuff. So there's not a whole lot of Which, like stuff uh, in the city. In, uh, in my head canon, that is oh. a shroot farm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it took what thirteen minutes before you made a, a reference to the office. Very good. It's impossible not to. It's uh, I. I don't want to belittle uh, John Krasinski, but it's it's really hard not to make a few office jokes. Tim, he's got a beard now. He's a serious actor. <laughs> of course, how could I forget? Yeah, Joe. Joe, it's funny. Like I, I think John Krasinski had this thing, and I, I think the beard legitimately helps with this, where he's got a face that. He's a very handsome dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, criticising his looks, but I think his round chin and nose give him this kind of like jovial, goofy, kind of friendly presence, which is why when he I was that, you yeah. know, when he was up for roles at Captain America, I'm like, I don't see him being an action hero. He, he, he looks too... Yeah. He, he looks too like the, the fun guy next door who'll you know watch a movie with you. He looks too much like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean that in a friendly way. Uh, but the beard does help with that a little bit. It hides some of his, uh, his, his baby good looks, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Um, of course, Emily Blunt sees something in him because she, she's uh, working with him and married to him. So, yeah. uh, so naturally, there's some chemistry there between them, uh, which is nice. Uh, I actually I have a running joke with Connor that uh, we, we watch Supergirl, of course, for, for the television from the Multiverse podcast. And she, she's had two different, uh, like, real life partners in, in that show as love interests at various points in the show and both the, uh, th- actress that plays Supergirl yeah because okay. uh, in season one like there was like you know, it was like a two it was like a one one maybe two part episode uh, where she went on a date with this guy and uh, he was just, just kind of this bland actor and I, I, I criticised immensely how they had zero chemistry and then found out they were married in real life and then <laughs> like six months later they get a divorce so I'm not saying that I called it but <laughs> you know, I did say they had no chemistry and then divorce. Uh, so just, it's, it's nice to see that these two may actually have a chance of making it as a couple because <laughs> it, it felt like a John real John Krasinski connection. and Emily Blunt? Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> they're married. <laughs> no, I I know, oh, yeah. but I I just like that you're saying like they might have a chance. It's like yeah, I think they they've already proved that they're they're married. They're not some uh, a super fling that that you're talking married about. Married couples but... get divorced, Timmy. Now I know you're getting married this no, year, so you so you've got this idealistic view of marriage where it's all good, never nothing can go wrong. <laughs> but. Just, just you know, when we're recording a Quiet Place two review in two years' time, and you know maybe things aren't as happy anymore, Timmy. Just, I'm gonna say I told you so, but just I'm warning you, okay? Well, I promise if I ever get to make my dream movie, I will not put you in it. <laughs> Wait, why am I getting ousted from the, the your, your future film debut? Because I don't want people to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, debate our our chemistry. But ten people already debate our chemistry. <laughs> this en- this entire show is is formed <laughs> around our chemistry. Uh, all right, keep making noise. See what happens. We have the chemistry as orchestrated <laughs> by Walter White, right? He's making that blue meth and real that sweet sweet product that is better than all the other meth. Sure. <laughs> I did I did watch that show. That's a good show. That's a great show. Um, I love that show. Did you watch Better Call Saul too? It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I need to catch up. I, I watched the first season. I really liked it. And, oh. uh, uh, I'll get caught up someday. That's good. It's really good. Anyway, so A Quiet Place. Uh, anything else <laughs> spoiler free that I want to that I want to talk about? Uh... I feel like we could talk about the design of something, but I feel like even that's kind of spoilery. Uh, you know? Like the monsters. Yeah. I mean, I thought spoilery says monsters. Obviously, yeah. there's something killing someone uh, in the movie, hence the threat. I, but. I'll, I'll say, th- this isn't really like super spoilery. Um, th- this is, uh, again, a little bit of a minor complaint, but <gasps> I, I wasn't crazy about the design of the monsters. They felt a little generic to me. Um, like there was some cool stuff they did that we'll get into in spoilers. That, that I, well, you know, I, I want to counter this a lot of it by saying I really okay. like their teeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I would say like like in general, let, let's just say like their whole head portion. Uh, you know, I thought was neat, but uh, overall, most of their body just looked a little generic to me, which I feel like we are getting like pretty similar kind of monstery alien alieny designs for like the last i don't know 10 years or so like um like all this stuff like the the demi gorgon or like um i don't know those Super uh, eight, cloverfield all these yeah. yeah like it like it's not like they look um you know bad it's just everything kind of looks like the same uh, i felt like which, this had more of a the body was kind of like that, but I think the head was more like a cross between Alien and like Venom. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, Those are cool. Compared to something. And I think luckily in this movie, um, again, the, the the monsters are almost like secondary in it. Like, you know, don't get us wrong. There, there are monsters in it. You know, that's not a spoiler. But um, like, you know, the tension is all about the having to be quiet and oh, yeah, the yeah, things yeah. like come up to possibly in fact, I think I think the big part of tension for me that I thought was really super effective is when you when the film showed you something that is probably going to lead to noise oh, yeah. and it was yeah. like oh god <laughs> and you're just waiting for oh, no, don't do it don't do it because uh, yeah. the real the real villain of this movie is not the monster there's a there's an animate object that I'm going to mention spoilers <laughs> that is the, the, the villain of this movie uh, but with that said I think we won't go into spoilers so, so full spoilers for That's A good. Quiet Place from here on out, uh, so the real villain of the movie, of course, is the nail. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> the the Home Alone was it Home Alone one. Yeah, Home Alone one with the nails in the stairs. Now, uh, oh yeah, uh, I, I I was going to mention it. Have you ever read uh, JLA JLA the Nail? That story. I've actually not read that particular story. No, it's on the wish list on Comicsology. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's it's not that bad. Uh, I, go, uh, go to our Patreon I, and get, give us money, and then I'll, I'll buy Jelly the, the nail and read it. Uh, that was a, that was a, that was a weird plug. That was that was full on shell plugging that right there. Uh, so, but yeah, like you hmm. said, once the 
you know, you see she's walking up and her it, it was like her dress or something gets caught on it, and kind of pulls it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that once you see it sticking out, you're like, oh, I know that's yeah, yeah. that's going to lead somewhere. So so let's talk about the fact that they kill a kid in the first 10 minutes of the movie, <laughs> which I, I did not know was happening. I, obviously, the scenes in the trailer of his toy turning on. But yeah. I did not know that that scene literally ended with the kid being killed, uh, and that's kind of like the the dark sort of prologue. And it's a really smart prologue because you see them sneaking around a pharmacy in the city. They they get some medical supplies uh, for the, for the the brother who's you know a little bit sick, and you you get that okay the sister's kind of nice. She gives her her brother the toy, and the dad takes out the batteries, but the kid you know he slowly takes the batteries as well, and then. You can see where it's going, and he turns it on, and you know you have the big scene. But it neatly teaches you the rules. They have to be quiet. This is really serious. And then at the end of the prologue, it shows you what happens if they don't stay quiet. Yeah. This is the consequences. So. Yeah, it, it, it's really great, and I just love the that first scene where um, everyone is just like looking at him, and you don't know what the kid has in their hand, but. Like you just see the looks on their faces; they're terrified, um, and the music is kind of starting to swell up. And then, you know, I, I like the reveal of like, oh, it's just this like little toy. But um, yeah, it's giving you that context that in this world, something like that can be like deadly. Yeah, it's, it's a really effective, just little, almost just uh, like a little manifesto for the rest of the movie Here, here's what this movie is in a nutshell and then let's go explore stuff and of course you find out we, we cut ahead and it's like over a year later because it goes from like day 90 something to or 89 to day like 400 something and mm-hmm. we see that Emily Blunt is pregnant and immediately so that's I go, what you're referring to that yeah that, that was the, the, okay. that, that, a lot of the movie revolves around the fact that she's pregnant and they're preparing yeah. for that and I've, as soon as I realised she's pregnant I'm like how the hell do you have a baby yeah. in this world? Like, you can't keep a baby quiet. And then, like, almost immediately you see that they're, they're building, like, a box that's soundproofed that's got, like, a little <laughs> oxygen mask so the baby can be in there breathing but be soundproofed. And I'm like, damn, this is kind of dark, but, like, what else are you yeah. going to do? You have to keep the little <laughs> shit quiet. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? What's funny is, uh, like, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, you know, uh, obviously the baby's going to be noisy, but, like, the pregnancy, you know, yeah whenever you see a pregnancy on like film or tv it's one of the noisiest things you know the people are screaming and yeah as they're kind of pushing out and so just the idea of oh they're gonna have to do this but they're gonna have to be like quiet is like so like oh how are you gonna do that yeah and of course it is one of the most stressful pregnancies or uh, you know childbirth scenes ever (laughs) when it actually happens later on in the movie uh because so much is going on as it's happening but so, so you you have you have that you have this central thing, and I'm like, man, how can they even? And I like how visually it sets up this thing. They've got a light system, and uh, it's like a warning sign if they you know switch it to red, because uh, everything has to be visual, of course. Everything has to be yeah. visual. They, they they can't shout at each other. They can't scream for help. They can't do any of these things. <laughs> to do so would be death. So, and we see them have an accident, you know, at the, at, you know, the kids are playing Monopoly and they've got little soft versions of all the houses because they can't play the, the plastic ones because it may just yeah. be too noisy. Um, and the kid knocks over the lantern, and it's like, oh no, like, you know, and they all have to be quiet. And like again, it's just a little scene showing this is how dangerous it is. But then the movie essentially becomes this one long day of hell, this one long day and night of hell. And we see it's like she's it's about twenty days or so until the baby's due, and Krasinski's taking out his son t- to teach him how to fish, and the son's scared. He's like, oh, it's dangerous out there. But there's actually a really nice scene where he takes him out there and he's like, the, the river's loud and it's a constant noise. The, 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 like, it covers up the, the little noises we make and he takes him to like a waterfall and he's like, we can speak here. Yeah. We, can, we can speak here freely because the, the waterfall covers the noise up. And I'm like, I like this because it's setting up rules, it's setting up things for later where we can distract the monsters with other noises. If, if you know, uh, Obviously later on, when everything's going down and Emily Blunt's really in danger, the kid sets off a bunch of fireworks and that's like, oh, the monster's like, you know, off yeah. to the fireworks and it's like a big, big thing. So, uh, and, uh, and, and I think it's like a good, like a way of setting up the kind of the relationship with, uh, you know, John Krasinski's character and the daughter because mm. she really wants to go with him and the son really doesn't. Um, and, but, you know, he's just insistent like, oh no, it, you know, it has to be, you know you 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 stay here and you can see like the frustration in the daughter and then you kind of 
you know, uh, learn like later that she just feels like he like honestly like doesn't love her and everything. But yeah, really, she, it's about like she feels like it's her fault that her brother had the toy because she's the one who gave yeah. it to him, and that she's responsible. Um, and I was actually also reading it maybe a little bit because she's deaf and like you know he, he knew he was going to take his son to this place and let him speak, and right, that yeah. she wouldn't like get the benefit of it. She she would you know feel like oh this isn't like she doesn't get the the the, the freedom to to enjoy this yeah, um and i i think i was reading kind of part of it that way as well and uh it's all very good and she she gets kind of pissed off and she she's kind of storms off and on on, on her own to the to her to where the, the, her brother died and it's the whole thing yeah. uh and so but emily Blunt's basically on her own in the house because they, they live underground uh because it's more soundproof down there as best they can make it but She's on her own, and she's up in the or you know her dead son's bedroom, from in their house, and that's where things start to go very wrong, and things get very tense because she her water breaks. Mm. Her not water... not before she uh, steps on the nail. I believe that's the first thing that happens. Is that first? Uh, or I maybe or does the water break and then she goes downstairs? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because her water breaks when she's up in the the bedroom, and that's when she's going downstairs to uh, turn the lights to red to oh, say, "Hey, okay. right, I need yeah. help." Sorry, yeah. It's when she's going down there. She steps in the nail, and like any you know person with feeling <laughs> in their body <laughs> would, screams when she steps on a nail with her bare foot. And then just the like the shot of it though too is. You know, because usually you think like you you'd make the step, and then as soon as you feel the the nail, you kind of like you know recoil. But like you just see like her whole foot like go yeah. down and like sink into it, and, and then she has to like bite down the pain and pull her foot yeah. back up, and you see it like coming up <sighs> and just the blood sliding down the nail. It's very, yeah. very, 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 very like sort of cringy because you're like, oh god, that actually feels really. You can feel the pain, yeah. uh, and but of course the the, the mon- this attracts the monsters to the the, the house. And she's turned the lights, but she's hiding on her own. She, she's like, she's like ducked over in the corner. She sets like an egg timer at one point uh, to try yeah. and distract the monster. But this is where yeah. she's like, you know, hiding in the corner and like, the things like, you know, going around the house and coming down the stairs and looking around. And we're full in suspense. And meanwhile, like on, on the way home, like Krasinski and the son like encounter this guy who's like, we'll just watch his <laughs> wife die seemingly. And yeah. he like just screams because he just wants to die at this point. So Krasinski and the son have to hide. But when they get back and like night started to fall, and they see the red lights, like from this point on, the whole thing's just like a, a an action scene essentially till the end, yeah. with the suspense and the you know. Because by this point, uh, Emily Blunt is like because she gets out with the egg timer from the basement, and then she goes and hides up in the the bathroom. But she's in the bathtub. Her water's broke, of course. And she gives birth. She's actually giving birth in the bathtub as the monster's stalking her throughout the house. And she's actually... She, she does scream when she gives birth. She's just lucky at the exact moment she screams <laughs> is when the kid sets off the fireworks and covers it up and the, the monsters sort of scatter elsewhere. Which is... And, it, and it's nice... Uh, <clears throat> I, I like the idea that they kind of have all these plans for how to deal with this stuff. Mm. Like, um, like you know, uh, when that happens, like... Uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, like, obviously, you know, it's not a coincidence. Like, they had this plan where it's like, all right, well, we have to... And, and it's set up nicely uh, in the earlier scene with the waterfall and stuff where, you know, he's explaining, like, bigger sound. Like, you can make sounds as long as there's a bigger sound yeah. to Joe, cover I, up for it. So what I really like about that is I like that it, it, it teaches the audience the concept without actually mm-hmm. overly explaining all of the actual plans they have. Yeah, like all, all like the thing with the lights is never explained. You just understand that you you get that red lights now mean which, bad danger. I need help. Which, which is really crazy to me that they do a lot of stuff like this really well, and then I feel like, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but they beat stuff over like over the head uh, by the end. Which, oh sure, which, yeah. Like, There's the one big thing they beat over your head with, but. Like, like everything else is so subtle. It's just the the ending, though. That for some reason they make it like, do you yeah. get it? Like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, this is mine. And obviously, like through all this, so much has gone on at the one time. Like, you know, Krasinski finds Blunt and like takes her down with the baby. The and there's like you know carrying her, but she, like he's carrying her and she's holding the baby, just hoping like. And the baby starts crying, but they're just about to get to the basement and you know where they've got all the soundproof set up and like. 
they pull the mattress over, they put the baby in the box, and it's like, oh, it worked. It worked. Like, yeah. you know, they, they don't hear it. Uh, but of course, when he goes out to try and find the kids again, because like, she wakes up and she's like, hey, where, where's the kids? And he's like, because they're speaking at this, because, oh, no, it worked. The, the place is soundproof. And it's like, oh, I'll find them, I promise. And he leaves, and we see that there's like a. The, 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 the monsters like wreck stuff upstairs, so there's like a pipe that's burst, and it's like flooding in the basement. But So she wakes up later on, and the monster's in the room, and it like goes under the water, and she like has to go to the baby. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Very suspenseful. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I mean, you know, you see the kids getting into danger. You know, the, the daughter's like flat out, like next to one at one point, and they do, they do the first hint of, you no, know, the, the high frequency of her, like, you know, broken hearing aid actually scares the monster off and it's like okay right so this is how we're going to beat it by the end of the movie and yeah she, and she uh, never knew it was there which is, i like that point of that scene yeah and uh you see i, I think at this point they kind of showed it a little bit that uh they have this kind of their whole bodies look kind of armored and mm. it seems like they have this uh, protective thing on their heads or whatever but it opens up uh and has these kind of like giant eardrums uh that yeah I guess, uh, you know, ostensibly can, like, ha- hear great distances away or even, like, kind of small, slight it's like It's like a video game boss where you have to wait for it to open up before you can shoot it. Yeah. That's basically what <laughs> That's it is. Yeah. Um, and, like, and, anyway, it sets that up and it's like, oh, it's okay, fine. They beat you over the head with it by the time it actually gets used yeah. uh, at the end. But, um, but no, this is good. And then the kids, like, they're on, like, the, 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 the grain silo, right? And there's a lot of fire. They're trying to, like, show their dad where they are. And they end up falling through. The you know the brother falls through, and the daughter jumps down. They're like sinking into the grain, but they're making so much noise. You know the doors breaking or the ceiling breaking yeah. makes a lot of noise. And they end up the monster comes in, and then we get you know have the the hearing aid works again, and they're kind of realizing. And I liked how that whole scene played out mostly in silence though, because it was all from the the girl's perspective. Like there was yeah. a lot of moments like that that, that played very well. Um, I like a a lot of stuff with the kids felt very. Uh... Jurassic Parky, which you know, not not in a, a you know, not oh, in a yeah, bad sure. way or anything, but uh, yeah, it definitely got like a feel like that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, and of course, the brother like tried to convince her. So dad does love you, and he obviously he spoke yeah. to his dad like, earlier on. You have you have to tell her you love her. She she feels unloved <laughs> basically <laughs> so and joe the fact is i have to say as soon as the movie started i was like okay krasinski's sacrificing himself by the end of this movie i just i knew this was a movie <laughs> where the dad's going to die by the end right it just it felt that you know, even just the fact that he's like, teaching the son how to fish because you know one day you only need to take care of everyone and like you know yeah. it just it had that feeling to it uh i can see that yeah so he he so the kids are like, end up running to this truck that's there and they're inside and like the monster's grabbing at them all hope seems to be lost and Frasinski and at this point he's got a sh- well he had a shotgun earlier on right and even like when he picks up a shotgun in the movie I immediately went that's dangerous as shit you, you might shoot yeah. one of them but as soon as you shoot one of them because uh, one of the things that sets up earlier on in the movie is that he's got like a essentially he's been studying what they are and he's right. like he's got like okay so here's there's the uh their strengths they've got armor they're blind but they hear very well there's at least three of them in this area where we live uh but he's like okay what's the weakness he doesn't know um but so we know there's three of them at least so there's at least another two kicking around but as soon as he picks up the shotgun i'm like okay yeah you may kill one of them with a shotgun maybe but that that yeah. noise <laughs> is going to like you know no matter where the other two are they're coming yeah. <laughs> After a shotgun blast, like that's happening. So you know, it's it's that's the risk reward thing, and I I think the movie does a really good job because I think by the time you get to that final act, you are so hyper aware of anything that could be making noise. You know, any any time they do anything, we're like, oh, that could make yeah. noise. They shouldn't be doing that, or that could be dangerous because that'll make that noise. And you know, so it, like it, it it weirdly turns into a like um like kind of you know much more actiony than i would have thought but not in a bad way like it doesn't feel like you know oh this is undeserved or like oh what are they doing like it, it feels well earned like all the action and suspense mm. of, uh and especially since yeah you know, kind of like you said earlier like once it starts it really just like you know goes up and up and up and like yeah it doesn't really doesn't let up like right until the end and of course, I, I you know I, I expected Krasinski to die, but I thought it wouldn't be until right to the very end. There's actually a little chunk of stuff after he dies, uh, where the kids come back to the to the house and they're with the mom and like they're all upset and they're hugging and all that, and the monster like you know follows them back. You know the mom's you know Blunt's got the shotgun at this point, 
and they go down into the you know the, the you know this his room with all the security cameras and his radio equipment because because we see earlier on in the movie that Krasinski's been trying to like you know basically uh, you know message other parts of the world to find oh, yeah. out if there's anyone else out there uh, using Morse code and you know it's just, it's not been very fruitful but the girl eventually realizes once the monster's down in the basement with them. She thinks back and she's like, "Oh, high frequency sound!" And she she plays it and it distracts it and then she puts it over the the tannoy, you know, the mic. And you know, I'm like, for all, which kind of cracked me up. I was like, "Why was that set up to actually broadcast like out to the speakers?" If you know, if everyone's supposed to be so quiet, I was I was I was questioning the logic of that a little bit. But sure enough, she does that and it opens its head up and you know, Emily Blunt just you know grabs a shotgun and just makes its head explode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it goes down first, then it gets back up. You know, in traditional horror movie fashion, it goes down, gets back up, then a big jump scare, yeah. uh, and she blows its head off. And here's where I'm going to make my one real complaint about the movie. Okay, I don't like the final shot or the final moment. Well, like when she is she kind of like is holding up the shotgun, kind of looking like a badass. Yeah, because like so, okay. so it's like her and her son and her daughter are all looking at each other, and the daughter's like. Yeah, I've got my hearing aid. This will work. And they look at the cameras, and they see that the other two monsters are coming towards the farmhouse, right? And yeah. the, the daughter's like, "Okay, I got my hearing aid. I'll turn the you know the, the volume of this thing all the way up." And Emily Blunt just picks up the shotgun and cocks it. And I get what they're going for here. I get that they're going, for, and that's when it cuts to the credits. And I get what they're going for because she has this smirk. She cocks the gun, and I'm like, "Okay, I get that the, the whole thing is that we're not scared anymore and we can fight. That's a fine mm-hmm. point to make." But I think having her cock the shotgun and smirk feels at the end of an action movie. And yeah. it feels out of tone with the rest of the film to me. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It, it is like totally just a, a strange last little thing to end on. Like, uh, if anything, because the focus of the movie is, uh, you know, about this family and it's a mm. very. Um, uh, geez, uh, I forgot the word, but uh, like it's like a very like you know uh, uh, internal kind of small you know group of people and stuff, yeah. and then the like that's what the focus should be. So like the last shot should be them kind of like all like hugging or something, and, and you know maybe you can well, have them be like. Oh, here's the thing: I don't even think it has to change that much. I, here's all you have to do to fix my problem with it: instead of her smirking and cocking it like yeah, they'll just make noise. We're not scared anymore. Yeah, honestly. You have her look at the daughter. The daughter's like, "Well, I do it." You're not, not actually say it out loud, but just like nod and ha- have her nod and have her hold up the gun and sort of like, sort of like clench it, kind of like, right? Yeah. You know, like sort of like scared, but like, okay, maybe we can do this. Like, have a bit of hope, but and, and cut, yeah. cutting that instead, it's like, oh, now I'm in an action movie. I'm going to take these bastards on. Yeah. It feels like it turns into I don't know. Do you know what it is? It's, it's the cut them end of the first Resident Evil movie. It's Mila Mil- Jovovich with the gun. You know, I'm going to take on these <laughs> zombies. Yeah. It's that moment, and it just like it just feels out of place tonally yeah. with the rest of the movie. It's weird, but yeah, for everything that's like been leading up to this like very yeah, it's very quiet, subdued movie, and you know, like it, it, again, like the action like feels like it should be in the movie, and, and it's totally fine. But yeah, it should still be right, regular action, people. Yeah, the action is very survival. It feels like they're always like the underdogs, like they're always screwed, and they just narrowly make it out with some trickery. Yeah. You know, and then at the end, it's like, no, nah, I'm a badass. And you know, Emily Blunt yeah. is a badass. You see, Edge of Tomorrow, she's she's you know, she's a pretty tough, yeah. tough action hero. She, she can do this stuff. It just feels yeah. out of tone with the movie. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's weird. It it makes you like. It almost seems like you know this is leading up to like a Quiet Place Two. Let's get loud or something like. Yeah, <laughs> which like, should not happen. If this was Alien, it feels like it's setting up as Aliens, where it's like, yeah. okay, this time it's war. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not against that movie, but I don't think it should be Emily Blunt <laughs> with her kids, yeah. you know, fighting the monsters with the guns. Yeah, I saw some people online already talking about, like, uh, sequel possibilities and stuff, and uh, I don't know, I, I just feel like this is such a great, like, one-and-done movie. I really don't want to see a sequel. I I mean, um, if they can think of a good idea, like, I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but I'm not opposed I, I don't know, to it feels it, like it should be. But I don't think it should be these characters. I feel like if you go do another sure, movie yeah. in this world, I think you do it in the same world, but you do it with different characters, and you do it with a different type of set of characters. And what I mean by that is that it's not a family. Maybe it's an entire town of people being quiet, you know, and that's, like, a new you know set of challenges. Maybe it's 
um, I don't know, some some different type of group of people in a different, completely different situation. Yeah. You know, whether it's let's like a, see, yeah, like what what does a city environment look like in this landscape or something or. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At least if you have a family in a city, that's a lot. Because obviously, I said they're in a city at one point in this, but it's really just a small town. They go to the small town yeah. for some supplies and come back. But you know, yeah, as 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 there are like people in cities, as there are like maybe like a, a, a whole little village, a community of people who are all staying quiet together. Yeah, It'd be interesting. You know, I, I think there's possibilities uh, to do. I, I'm not saying I want it for sure, like, but I'm, I'm saying that I'm not opposed to them exploring other ideas. But I, I think, I think just doing a sequel. Oh no, now the kids are a bit older, and you know, yeah, e- Emily's a proper badass now. Uh, especially since they've figured out how to fight them, so it's maybe not as interesting. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, the one thing we didn't really mention is, uh, you know, you did say that you know John Krasinski sacrifices himself, but didn't really say uh, how. Um, yeah, he actually I, he, he screams out to save his kids, but before he does so, he, he knows he's about to die, so he he does some sign language to his daughter to tell her he loves her. When the it, it's a, I think it's like a great moment, uh, just because you know the few times when people like scream in this movie, uh, again, you know, most of it is so quiet, and you know the ramifications of what that is. That you know, even you know, just doing like you know a basic scream or whatever uh it feels like so like oh wow like <laughs> you know they're doing it um that's why like i i, I like the scene too with like the old guy just because um you know in, in the same way where you can which see by, he's which about by to the way, scream. in terms of jump scares i think the old guy popping up in the background was the one that kind of jolted me the oh, most yeah. oh yeah yeah because it was out of nowhere just an old guy just appeared in the background <laughs> what's santa claus uh, doing here <laughs> But yeah, like I, I like them just kind of like you know, like pleading with them, like you know, they're like no, 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 like please don't, please don't, and you can just see them getting ready. Uh, uh, is good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean the, uh, like my the, the few complaints uh, really, it's like just the uh, you know mentioned like the creatures like a little bit gener- generic, uh, and then yeah, like the whole hearing aid stuff uh, i'm totally fine with that being a plot point like I, I didn't mind it but just again they just beat you over the head with it like by the end you know she's looking at like you know the diagrams uh, or the diagram for the implant and then like looking up at the you know speaker and then like you know kind of wondering like oh i wonder like yes we did it uh, and, uh, I, I did like especially the moment, when they first went down there though i did like the moment where she sees because she, she's she, she we see earlier on she's not allowed to go down there because of all oh, the yeah. equipment and I do actually like the moment where she sees the desk and he's got like he's got like all these books out. He's trying to understand how to build a hearing aid and he's got all these like parts for hearing aids and she sees like how much effort he's been putting into yeah. this for years, you know, for the last year trying to like give her a hearing aid so she can hear again. And it's it's kinda of this like, you know, after his death, like she she realizes how much he really cared. Yeah. Uh, now, so that was, uh, that was a sweet little moment. Were you as uh I mean, I don't know if you knew this going in, but I didn't uh or if i did I, I forgot but i was pretty surprised to see uh michael bay's name in the credits um i didn't but i knew it would be there because uh the movie starts with platinum dunes I'm because curious, that's yeah. that's his uh company which <laughs> I, is funny because as soon as i saw it i went hey if this is good which it is then platinum dudes made a good movie because i associate them with the <laughs> texas chainsaw remake and <laughs> the hills have eyes remake that's what I think of when I think of Platinum Dunes. So, yeah. you know, uh, credit where credit's due. So, I don't think yeah. Michael Bay's actually involved in it anyway. He's it's just this company oh, sure. that's yeah. made it or produced yeah, I, it. So. I just thought it was funny because it's like the complete opposite of what you think of like a Michael Bay movie. It's just yeah, it's, like, oh, it's, it's quiet. quiet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quiet. It's, it's like he came in just for that final shot, right? Have a cock the gun smirk. <laughs> You're a badass now. <laughs> Like, here's the thing, it's not, it's not even like I have a problem with her being a badass, but it should have been a badass that fit the story that was told up till this point, you know? Right, yeah. Just, just have her hold up the gun and cock it, but don't, don't, the smirk, I, do you know what it is? It's the smirk. The smirk's the part that makes it feel wrong, because it feels like, I'm an action hero, and like, no, have her hold up the gun and cock it as if she's not scared, but have it be like this, this, this moment of determination where she's like, I'm not scared anymore, I'm going to take these bastards out. Instead, it's like, this was a light-hearted action movie and I'm a badass now. So, yeah, and yeah. It, it's just the this and, uh, you know, again, with the, you know, uh, like the emphasis on the hearing aid stuff, uh, it, it's not like that would be as big a problem if, uh, you know, everything else in the movie 
was kind of acting against it. Like everything else in the movie is very subtle, and yeah, it's not like uh, there's action elements, but you know, no one really feels like action stars, and so it it's just weird with this stuff where it's like, oh, like you're doing so good, and then just this little bit of stuff at the ending just gives you some like minor quibbles, but yeah. again really doesn't affect like too much of my overall enjoyment of the movie but i think that's what the little bit that keeps it just shy of being like oh wow this was amazing like mm. it's like okay like I, I, don't, I don't know if fixing those would have like improved my opinion like that much but yeah i, I don't think it would have really I, I think the ending shot really bugged me but i don't think it's like actually that much of a deterrent to the rest of the movie i think it's very well directed out I, I i think you know, I like this enough that I think, oh, Krasinski's one to watch if he's making more movies. If he's directing yeah. more movies, I'd be very curious to see what he does. I think Definitely. it's very well directed. It's maybe not completely stand out. Like, you know, it's like, it's like super, super, uh, see, that sounds harsh to say it's super competent. Because it's better than competent, but I think what I mean by that is it's not like I came away from this going, oh man, this had a visual style that blew me away. That you know, sure. This this yeah. new director who like I'm I'm obsessed with now, but it it it, it was pretty well done, and mm-hmm. like a lot of the suspense really really worked, and it did it did that great thing where you see the nail, and you're like oh my god, that's going to make her scream <laughs> if she steps on it, and then you know yeah. later on we're like you realize her water's broke and she's on her own and like everything about which by the way again going back to her smirking holding a shotgun she gave birth like 10 hours ago at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i guess she's not got much choice in the matter uh but still i'm, I'm yeah. making the point <laughs> <laughs> so no uh but it, it's, it's a really solid movie and it's doing really mm-hmm. well actually it, it's it had like a 50 million opening weekend nice uh, which, a, is, which is which I think is worth mentioning, Tim. That horror movies right now in the last like year and a half are doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, you know what, what? You know what makes me happy? It, it's not just the fact that the horror movies are doing well, but that good horror movies are doing well. Mm. Uh, you know, because it, it, it's one thing if it's like, oh wow, like the latest Saw movie is breaking all these records. Like, who cares? But the fact that like stuff like Get Out and um, Get Out did really you know, well. I mean, I think it did too well compared to how good it is compared you know to the other movies but still you know sure. it's a pretty decent yeah. movie uh that that broke all sorts of horror records but get out did well insidious 4 actually made the most of that franchise bizarrely enough that's surprising i know it's, it's, it's the <laughs> yeah. weakest one by far but you know t- there you go um and then what else came out in the last year that did really well there was another one what uh, uh, was the other big one uh i feel like there's it was be- something. I'm, I'm sure it was between Get Out and uh, something in that <laughs> window. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't remember, but it doesn't really matter. But the, the point is, is that horror movies are doing well, and that that was actually part of the reason why it's rumored that Fox delayed the New Mutants is because they oh, went, yeah, "Oh, hey, horror is doing really well, and we promised this was a horror movie. It's not enough <laughs> of a horror movie. Let's reshoot half <laughs> of it to make it more of a horror movie." Which sounds like it's going to be a disaster, to be honest. I mean, when they when they yeah. start doing that, it sounds like oh, it's going to be a complete mess, probably. I mean, I, I'm going to happily accept my mistake there if it ends up being good. I always, I'm always hoping yeah. for good, but uh, <laughs> so no, it's actually really cool that horror seems to be popular right now, and. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is even if you just look at what's been good in the last little while, we're actually... Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I know we do a lot of shit, Tim. And there's a lot of <laughs> shit. But there's always been a lot of shit. But just yeah. think of the last, like, five, six years of horror movies. Mm-hmm. On top of the stuff from the last year that we've mentioned that's done well financially, we've also had It Follows. We've had The Witch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've okay. had the, these movies. Uh, like, I feel like there's, m- like, more good horror movies in the last, like, half decade than there probably was, like, you know... In like the nineties or the two thousands, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like, I I think at the very least, you know, uh, every year we get like, you know, bare minimum like two new movies that are like, well, this is probably gonna go on my like top one hundred list. Like, these are really good, um, and yeah, like I can't really say that for too much of the 90s or like the early 2000s probably seems yeah. like yeah it's much more sporadic like still a lot of fun movies uh at that oh, time sure, like, yeah absolutely but i, I think um the, yeah like the my one complaint would be, would be that there's no good slasher movies recently 
Yeah, not enough yeah, anyway. Right? Everything's everything's haunting things. Uh, oh, don't breed's another yeah. great one that did well. Don't breed's great. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so no, I I'm glad that uh, horror maybe seemed to be rewarded with some mm-hmm. financial gain. I mean, Bloomhouse is making a career off of it, so yeah. Uh, I'm uh, and the 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 more I, yeah I hear about like the you know Halloween uh, news is it's getting me really excited like you know like still don't really know much but just like the little tidbits here and there uh, like, think, well, um, and this could be good we, movie. When we talk about Halloween twenty eighteen you'll be you'll be a married man. Oof. <laughs> and you'll be sitting down to talk about Michael Myers. That's going to be <laughs> a, a monumental you know milestone. Uh, <laughs> In, in, in this show and your life it's come it'll, the show will have come full circle by that point well that what's full circle know. you were single when the show started and then you're married it's full circle no sure. full circle is yeah. after the divorce when you get, you're single again that's, that's when it's full circle and then and I get killed by a man in a mask and you killed when... by a man in a mask with a big butcher knife yeah that's that's, that's the plan uh <laughs> so, where's it going? Oh yeah, so I, I would need to rate the movie, I suppose, a, a, a ten. So, what, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, so I, I really liked it a lot, and uh, I, again, I I feel like it, you know, really delivered on the premise. So I'm gonna give it a uh, pretty high score. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Which, uh, again, if it wasn't for those minor complaints, I could have easily seen this as like an eight point five, but um. Yeah, for right now it's, it's going to be an eight. No, actually, I completely agree with the eight. I think the it's the it's it is a very good. I mean, honestly, probably even great. I think on a rewatch, I might even like bump it up to great. I think I think everything yeah. it does well, it does very well, and I think the suspense, mm. the 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 unique atmosphere because it is so quiet and there's no talking for the vast majority of the film, gives it a very interesting premise and it works really well. Like I say, there's just a couple of quibbles towards the end, and just the the feeling that I almost wish it was a little bit longer, and we just yeah, th- there was you know a little bit more, uh, mm. but it but everything it does for the most part it does really really well. So, uh, a quiet place, uh, one of the big notable horror movies that we're looking forward to in 2018. Obviously, there's many more to come. Uh, yeah. Interesting, I got a trailer for Deadpool too, and I seen this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, that and Slenderman. Yeah. I got a Slenderman trailer. Looking uh, to that, Timmy. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I mean, we're we're, we're going we're to see it, but I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, trailer for... Also, the thing with the show, Timmy, is we see all the shit anyway. <laughs> we're just, oh, yeah, yeah. it exists. We're seeing it, I suppose. Honestly, I'd probably see this stuff uh, even without the show. Uh, maybe every now and again, I might skip the occasional uh, bye bye mans, but. Uh, <laughs> For the most part, I probably still see a lot. Not of stuff. on this show, Timmy. Not on yeah. this show. Uh, so well, that's a yeah, it's a movie we forgot to bring up. Bye bye, man. I'm not sure how well it did, but more than it should have. <laughs> if it made more than ten dollars, it made too much, <laughs> and it made more than that from just the two of us going to see it. Unfortunately, because <laughs> movie tickets are extortionate. <laughs> Basically, yeah. oh boy. Uh, so I yeah no, uh, this is a bit good. Uh, so so yeah, uh, there's other stuff I'm looking forward to doing. I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the strangers too at some point in the year, and we'll. What else have we got coming out? I'm... Is the Suspiria remake is that actually coming out? I don't know. I've heard it been in the works for so long that we'll we'll see. Uh, I thought I, it was supposed to come out in like May or something, but there's like no trailer, no details. Just... Yeah. I think Truth or Dare's out soon, but we'll, uh, that's probably. Uh, we'll, I think geez. we'll wait for the home release on that. I, I think. I think Tim, it's probably wise for us to. You know, we'll still do the shit, but I think yeah. we're, we, we reserve the right to maybe rent it for cheaper later on than go and pay it for it in the theater. I, I feel I'm like, okay with that, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few. I think, sure, I think Slenderman, for example, may be a bit too big to skip. Like, oh no, everyone goes out like to hear what we think about Slenderman because it's the big hot title, but. Uh, I mean, maybe if like, if, if maybe if there's something we're iffy about, if I don't know, we do a poll, or if enough people really want us to do it, I'm okay with, you know, 
no, going out. And... They'll always just say yes. They'll always just say go and suffer, <laughs> which is why we make the choice. So, and that's the thing. I will never say we're not doing something. We'll always do it, but we yeah. might just wait for the home release in some cases because, Fair. Fair. because you know, screw supporting some of this it's, shit. Come on, it's a it's a big. Uh... It's a big year too. Like when I when I go to the movies, it's like trailer after trailer is like, mm. like oh, this is like a big movie that I I don't want to watch, but I'm sure some people would. <laughs> Do you have an example <laughs> of uh, something you don't want to see like, that's going to be big? Uh, Rampage, uh, Pacific Rim Two. Um, I thought you liked Pacific Rim Two. Uh, I didn't see it. I oh, okay. you know no no GDT not for me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I quite liked it, Tim. I, I'm not gonna lie. I quite enjoyed Pacific Rim too. I was, I didn't rush out to the theaters to see it, but uh, you know, I'll I'll, def- I'll watch it at some point when it's available. But I like the Mullen Ship of War, if I'm honest. Mm, well, everyone has their weird opinion, so <laughs> I like this Mullen Ship of War. I liked a lot of things more than the Ship of War. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know why you're bragging about having bad taste, but <laughs> so be it. <laughs> I want to hurt you, Tim. I want to hurt you bad. Hey, Shape of Water won an Oscar. It doesn't need my me backing it up. I think they're doing just fine. I, I don't think, uh, you know, my boy Del Toro is that concerned about uh, what the, uh, you know, I don't want to be too insulting, but uh, what certain people think. So. Hmm. we shall see about that Timothy Uh, so (laughs) I I guess we're done we rated the movie I guess we're we're wrapped up Uh, what else do you want from us that that has been a quiet place Uh, now we warned you like a month and a half ago that we'd be slowing down episodes we'd we'd probably be skipping weeks and we actually haven't we've actually hit an episode every single week since we said that and Next week is the first week where we might skip a week. It's 50-50, basically, we'll is what we're saying. Uh, we'll definitely be back the week after that if we do skip next week, but next mm-hmm. week's the, the one week we might actually have to skip uh, in, t- in terms of having an episode. But we'll, we'll try and squeeze one out. We'll try and squeeze one out. Yeah. Uh, or more, more to the point, Tim will try and squeeze one out. I, I, I'm ready to go, but <laughs> put yeah. Timmy over we'll, uh... away <sighs> for the weekend again. <laughs> busy, busy life. I don't know how you do it, Timmy. Who knew planning a wedding would be so much work? <laughs> Fun work, but <laughs> just, just, just go down to the you know down to the, the local government get get the get the marriage done. Don't need the big fancy yeah, ceremony. Don't need the the, the whole charade, the dress, and all that. No, just go down. Well, charade. <laughs> get, get put on a hoodie. Go get married. Sign sign a document. Then, Ah, there's a part of me that that does uh, <laughs> think like, yeah, it might not be such a bad idea. But get get the license, It'll... you'll save a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> but that that said, I know Tim, you want a day where it's all about you, 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 and everyone's just there to worship <laughs> you. I mean, the brain's yeah. there too, sure, but it's all about you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone that knows me knows I'm becoming quite the groomzilla. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, be straight with me. Is there going to be a giant, like a, like a sculpture of a goat at the wedding? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, actually, uh, I was surprised to see how many goats there were in uh, Hawaii. <laughs> I would have thought uh, of Hawaii as a goat-filled uh, country, or not country. Just you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> the the island we're on, we're on Kona, and there's we're just like driving down the highway and there's just like these herds of wild goats. <laughs> like just like, obviously they're not native. I'm assuming at some point someone brought them there and then, you know, they just bred and kind of wander around now. Oh, clearly but, some sort of maniacal villains, evil plan. They had this plan back yeah. in the seventies to like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take over Hawaii with goats. And then it went nowhere. And there's just a bunch of goats running around randomly. Yeah. And, and a lot of them look like black Phillip too, which I liked. <laughs> so that's always nice. From the witch, just for anyone who didn't get that reference. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, that, oh, that's, uh, that's a quiet place. So, by all means, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments yeah. below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, Tell Connor us was, where your quiet place is. 
Oh yes, uh, Connor was giving me shit the other day for not not promoting the the, the Patreon enough. I, I always just kind of rhyme it off in the, the the closing spiel without really saying anything about it. So just to make it a bit more clear, if you do want to support the the, the show and the channel and what we do here, all, all the other shows are included in this, but streams after midnight specifically. If you do go over to Patreon, uh, you get uh, streams TV a week early at the dollar tier. But for five dollars on patreoncom TV, you get to vote once a month for what one of our episodes are going to be between four movies. Uh, the vote up for this month's up right now uh, for what we'll do next month. Uh, the theme being the end of the school year, so it's all graduation and prom and movies of that sort, all high school based. So. Uh, so that, that's one one thing you can do. You can go over to Patreon if you want to support us. Um, yeah. You're to everyone's assignment this week is to sign a friend up uh, without their knowledge. <laughs> Steal a credit card. Yeah. Uh, sign them up to our Patreon and just hope they never notice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's an idea. Um, but no, if you want, if you want to do that, uh, it supports us out, and uh, you you uh, you know, especially if you listen to the audio, you're not watching ads. Mm-hmm. If you are on YouTube and use AdBlock, you can don't have to feel guilty. You know, I mean, li- literally, no. This is this is the truth. Is that if you give us one dollar a month, you're giving us more money than we'd ever get from the ads that you watch. So, uh, so if you want to support the show, that's something you can do. Uh, but don't feel bad if you can. Obviously, this is no this is no judgments. This is not strong arming you. It's something if you, mm-hmm. if you can afford it and you want to feel good about yourself, you'll get a warm fuzzy feeling. <laughs> A mildly fuzzy feeling, you might say. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See what I did there, Tim? See what I did? Gold, <laughs> Tim, I tell you, gold! <laughs> okay. So, we'll see you next week if Tim doesn't mm. slack, but if not, <laughs> we'll see you the week after. <laughs> we shall see. Slacker. <laughs> anyway, that has been Screws After Midnight. We always appreciate you checking us out, watching and listening. It's always a pleasure. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.